welcome to Three's Company 2, a rewatch podcast. I'm your host, Joss Richard, and this is the podcast where every week I will be joined by a special guest who either loves Three's Company, hates it, or has never even heard of it, and together we'll review an episode of the classic sitcom. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 2, Good Ol' Reliable Janet. I'm very excited about this episode. This is probably a top tier episode in the history of Three's Company because I'm a huge Janet fan. And I think objectively, it's a really good episode. But because it's a Janet episode, I had to bring on not only Three's Company super fans, but Janet super fans who can bring this episode to justice. So everyone, welcome Welcome, help me welcome back, Ashley and Ruby. Hi, ladies. Hi. How's it going? (laughs) Good. How are you? Good. I'm really, I'm I'm so excited to talk about this episode. I'm excited too. We actually all watched this episode together last (laughs) night, which is which was really fun. We all we also all live in separate states. Mm. Yeah. Okay. We're like we're like dotting the whole country. <laughs> Great. We all watched this together last night though, virtually. And as we were as we were texting each other, a part of me was like, oh my God, wait, no, we have to save this for the podcast. We can't we can't like we can't dive into it I on know, text. I noticed you were being kind of like quieter than we but we're I'm so used to like every time we watch episodes together, it's always just like a constant barrage yeah, of like scroll, comments scroll on like how someone looks or how what someone did or yeah. Let's just dive into it. Sure. We know the drill. Let's just do it. Yeah. The episode starts off with Chrissy trying to make a phone call, but the phone is broken. Broken. She spends a little too long before she fi- figures out that the phone's broken. Is that just me? <laughs> she probably does it a lot. Like just like just wait. Like why? Hello. Like, why, why is no one answering? <laughs> Janet then enters, and let's just take a minute to discuss Janet's outfit. Mm-hmm. It was so distracting the whole episode because she it's, looked so hot. Yeah, this this is one of those episodes that always confused a 12-year-old me. <laughs> didn't know what my sexuality was yet. And I'm just like, what the fuck? And she doesn't, that's the thing, she doesn't usually dress like that. I almost wonder was like, you know, like this is supposed to be like kind of a sexier episode and like they kind of did it. Yeah. on purpose because we don't see it again okay so for anyone who hasn't seen this episode she's wearing this romper like a short a very short short romper that is just respectfully hugging her <laughs> butt <laughs> and and it's it's this beautiful like blue color and there's yellow and red on it it's it's super cute but her yes. hair is also mm-hmm longer than we're used to seeing it and it's like clipped up she just like I think Ashley you brought this up did they try to make her look more attractive not that Joyce Dewitt isn't attractive but did they try to make her look more appealing for this episode and that was a really interesting point yeah I always just got that vibe because it's like it's like not 180 because again she is a beautiful um, woman but I wonder um it was like the beginning of the season too so maybe they were trying something different and I don't know why they didn't do that hairstyle again because it's so cute. She comes out and Chrissy's like, Janet, why haven't you fixed the phone? I was offended on behalf of Janet. Truly. She has to do everything. They wouldn't be able to function. <laughs> I know. I guess that's the point of the episode. But like, that's, that's every episode. Like, she really does have to do everything. Imagine Jack and Chrissy living on their own. No, absolutely not. I can't. I can't. They, they wouldn't get anything done. They'd be in shambles. 
like Rumi made this wonderful like who has the brain cell thing um, on Tumblr back in the day. In the beginning, it was her. She, Janet has the sole brain cell. Like they would not be able to function without her. Yeah. Down the line, they all lose it. But right. for now, Jack comes in and he says that he was jogging and he was running into naked girls, just tripping over naked girls. They went in full force in season three. Yeah, I, I believe it. Yeah, that's be a good way to describe season three. I think. Mm-hmm visually this episode is so colorful yeah. everyone's maybe it's just because they came back for like the new season but everyone's like tan everyone's wearing like these colorful outfits i don't know something visually about this episode specifically uh, but maybe season three in general more than season two uh, but we're going into the 80s and so it, it's changing season four is definitely a huge shift visually Mm. And plot wise, I think mm-hmm. it's clear that we're in a new season. Yeah. It's like, okay, the, everyone seems like more refreshed. The plot right. lines feel like a little more risque. Yeah. So I feel like they're like, well, we were renewed. Let's come back <laughs> strong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like that coveted season three, right? Yeah. We learned that the reason there are naked women on the beach is because the nude beach was closed and all the people got thrown off their beach and now they're at jack janet and chrissy's beach so um there's this huge picket picket what why can't i speak english what are they called like a picket line or a picket they're protesting a protest protest yes they're protesting and they're fighting for their right their right to be naked their right to be naked chrissy says that they should go down to the beach to support and Janet is the one that's worried about being naked. Mm-hmm. I felt like this was a little out of character for Chrissy. And I think the mm-hmm. two of you were saying that as well last night. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. She was very chill about it, which was very, I don't know. didn't seem very Chrissy-like to me. It seemed definitely like something Janet would be like super cool with and not all up in arms about. Because Janet's the more care, not carefree, but the more like, not hippie, but like, well, Chrissy's like a conservative Christian girl, yeah, right? She's, she's the reverend's daughter, you know. Her father's, yeah, her yeah. father's a minister. Um, so for her to be totally cool with this is, it doesn't feel like her. But I feel like that, I guess, again, it was just like shoehorning in like slightly out of character stuff for the sake of the plot line. But yeah. yeah, Janet feels like she would be more into it for sake of being a feminist. Right. Yes. yes that's what I was thinking. She was the one that was really self-conscious about being mm. naked and she she obviously wanted to protest with them, but she was super self-conscious. Jack challenges Janet and he's like, "You would never go to a nude beach. You're too reliable. You're too dependable." Mm-hmm. This scene. Like tensing up just as you <laughs> We could write a thesis on this scene. It's so I good. mean, well done, Jack, with right. the reverse psychology. Absolutely. Yeah. It's just, it's like that really, like, their banter, their back and forth. It's that flirty kind of, you can't do this. Oh, yes, I can. Watch me. And um, it's so thick between them in this scene. And it's just really like, this is this is top tier threes company, um, Jack and Janet. Personally, like, I love when they fight. I love when they kind of go back and forth. And this had that major sexual tension energy that you get with with that sort of thing. Right. And Janet challenges him back. Mm-hmm. And she says, oh, well, you should have seen what I did to Roy last night. I can't. I have this like whole thing memorized in my head since I was a child. But she takes him and she's super physical with him. She dips him. She's like explaining what she did last night, who knows if this is true or not. I feel like Janet was making Roy's it. Roy's not real. Roy is Roy not, not real. Exist. 
Roy's not a real guy. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, hold on. I have so many thoughts here. They were so close. If Chrissy was not in the next mm-hmm. room, uh, she would have probably been like, and then I ripped off my clothes. And then I straddled him. <laughs> we made passionate love on the couch. Like, this is literally where it was going. Yeah. And he's like running his hands down her like hair and like, oh my god. It's, it's again, top tier. She teases him and then drops him. But I feel like this was going back to your point, Ashley, I love the Jack and Janet fighting to physical sexual tension because they do it so well. I feel like I said this in a previous episode, but I wonder if that was something that the writers saw, like Joyce and John had that type of chemistry. So they sort of leaned into it. I don't know. They do it so well. It's very pre like that Sam and Diane kind of like they hate, they hate each other, but they love each other. And it's like this sexual, and not that I mean, Jack and Jenna are much more, um, like, obviously they care for each other than like that, you know, I hate you sexual tension, but there's a little of that there with the um, personality clash. And it's just so fun to watch. And I just, that's why it's so frustrating that we didn't explore it further because it's so good. Right. And also when they just, they, people think that it's Jack and Chrissy because they don't have that energy at all. Like even comparing them in this episode, Later at the restaurant, I think somebody noted, we talk about it later, but Jack is like not noticing Chrissy at all when she's dancing. And I wonder if that's the writer's... Okay, actually, I would like to discuss this because I feel like I haven't had enough guests on the show who know Three's Company to have this conversation. Mm -hmm. I think it's obvious that it was written in that Jack has more sexual tension with Janet And I wonder if the writers put that in to level out, Mm -hmm. like, Suzanne Summers' attractiveness, like, hotness. Like, it's so obvious that Suzanne Summers is, like, the hot one in the show. So are they consciously writing in these moments between Jack and Janet to sort of make it feel like, okay, we're all – the three of them are equal here. You know, like, he's not more attracted to Chrissy. Because sometimes I feel like they do that on purpose. I'm going to be honest, I don't give the producers or like any of the showrunners enough credit to be that <laughs> thoughtful <laughs> with the way things ended. <laughs> yeah, true. But I can see where you're coming from and what you're, what you're, you're, what you're, what you're getting at. Um, because you see less and less of it with Chrissy as time goes on. Yeah. It's just how conscious it was. I don't know. A lot of it came when Chrissy's personality changed. And it was probably harder to write sexual tension with a character that had, you know, brain function, <laughs> I guess. Right. Um, I think that was a lot of it. But we're still in season three. Chrissy's still pretty solid. It's where you start to see a shift, but it's not quite there yet. So, yeah, I don't know. It's something to ponder. Yeah. It would be interesting to pick their brains, the like producers, the writers, and see what their actual intentions were. You probably never know because most of them are dead. So are they all dead? Maybe I. Maybe it should be my mission to bring on one. I know we've got to get George. Um, George Sunga. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is he? St- I think he's still, alive. He still yes. alive. Yes. Um, and he's like, he's one of the good guys. You know, like he was one of the ones that was like, you know, commenting on Jack and Janet. Um, you know, no history of being shady. Like, you know, we know the other producers to be. Um, I don't think he was an executive producer. He always struck me as a real one. <laughs> so, all right, that's my that's my goal for the podcast. Find him, find him, pick his brain. I've always wanted to know what his like real thoughts were on something. So, sorry, Joyce Duet, you were you were being bumped <laughs> on the dream list. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> the next scene we have the Ropers. 
Roper comes in saying that he was walking on the beach, which obviously we all know what that means because it's a nude beach. Ruby, you were saying this last night. Like <laughs> him, his outfit is just funny. I don't, you, you're so yeah. right. Like just <laughs> seeing him enter with like this stupid smile on his face because you know he was walking through a nude beach is so funny. Yeah, I don't know. He just like, he dressed like an old man going to the beach. I don't know. The socks with the sandals, the... Was it the plaid Bermuda shorts or something? Yeah. I don't know. It was just very mismatched. It was so funny to me. I don't know why it made me laugh so much, but. It is funny. <laughs> he was telling Helen that he was looking at seashells. It's sort of a quick scene between the Ropers, but it's just setting up that Roper was there and he was being a perv. And Helen is not aware that there's a nude beach. Now we go back to the kids. They're playing chess and I just made a note how like chess is a long game it's not like playing checkers even or like a card game like to sit and play chess midday is like such a commitment and also so jack and janet are playing and chrissy is just sitting and watching them <laughs> like is this what you did in the, in the 70s when there were no phones or anything it must be i feel like they're always playing board games in this show um, i love how excited they were when they ended the game like they were so into it yeah but chrissy like not knowing who not knowing who won is so me watching chess. Like, I have no idea. I was like, I'm saying Chrissy. I don't know. <laughs> it's so funny because I'm just thinking of the conversation that happened before that chess game. It's like, oh, like, let's play chess. And it's clearly Jack and Janet talking to each other. And Chrissy is not involved in what they're going to do that day. I watch. <laughs> Just third wheeling their chess game, you know. Larry comes in, and it's great because we're starting to see Larry mm -hmm. more. He's sort of becoming a more familiar character, but he sort of gives Janet a look. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, I was like, is this, was it written that way, or was that like a decision on Richard's part? But so, again, like, I feel like they want to highlight Janet's hotness in this episode. I think that, okay, in a world, and I know y'all are going to hate me for saying this. <laughs> in a world. I am. I already know what you're going to say. In a different lifetime, Janet and Larry could have ended up together. Hot take. Um, no. <laughs> no. It's an interesting take. Um, it's an interesting take. I, they, they clashed way too much for, for Yeah. Ruby. Ruby. <laughs> Ruby's got something to say. Yeah, no, I just... I'm yeah. I, yeah, I just think that they're two different, like, you know, Jack and Janet do, like, have a little bit of a clash, but it, they make it work. I don't know. I think Larry's just a little too scuzzy and gross for Janet. I don't know. But he's perfect for Terry. Yes. <laughs> right, because Terry can take him. Like, I think Terry has the yes. right personality to kind of, like, reel him in. Not that Janet doesn't, but I don't think she appreciates yeah. it, the chaos as much. That's true. That is true. Okay, <laughs> fine. All right. I won't, I won't dive deeper into that. I won't dive deeper into that. Sorry. If anyone listening agrees with me, let me know. Larry is saying that he's going to take everyone out for brunch, which is such a like modern day thing. I don't know. I just feel like brunch has become like super hot right now. And it's just funny to have them go out for brunch. And it never happens again in the show. Also, like Larry treating everyone like again with out of character stuff in this episode. Um, does he offer to pay? He does because he owes them, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. Still, 
when does he ever pay off his debts? True. True. (laughs) But there, because there's this (laughs) Greek restaurant that opens up on the beach. So he's like, let's all go for brunch. And Janet's like, wait, we can't because the repairman is supposed to come and fix the phone, which we established earlier that Janet did take care of that, the broken phone, and she called someone. Mm -hmm. But he, he's like, well, Janet can stay. Excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. And everyone just like, okay. Yeah, Chrissy, come on. This is your best friend. Right. But meanwhile, she's like, okay. And she just like runs out the door. And the only person that even checks in is Jack. I know. So I do appreciate that. That's such a sweet little moment that you don't really – I mean, he gives up pretty quickly. But it's like, are you sure? Are you okay? And that's just – I don't know. That's that's Jack being – that's what we love yeah. about Jack. I didn't notice he also did say that they'd bring him, bring her back something to eat, which was really oh, nice. Wait, he does? I didn't notice that. Yeah, he does say that. I think he says it like twice before he asks if she's sure. It was really sweet. Oh my gosh. I'm going to write a, not me thinking of like a, a one shot that I can write about that moment. <laughs> Jack bringing her back food from the <laughs> restaurant. Oh my God. Uh, as they should have. Right? As they should have. Janet is naturally upset. Because she's the one that has to stay and wait for the repairman. What's funny is because she's – it's established she has to wait for the phone repairman. But then the next scene, she just, like, goes downstairs to Mrs. Roper. Like, what if the guy comes upstairs? <laughs> <Yeah>. Okay, true. <laughs> At that point, she just said, screw it. Like, n- n- no. She's tired of being taken for granted. And she there's this really funny line between her and Helen where she's like – responsible people are dull and boring and no fun do you like people who are dull and boring and no fun and helen says i must i married one which i thought was funny she's she's just so funny she's incredible yeah she had a lot of great lines in this episode roper comes home he goes which is also like he went back to the nude beach again (laughs) so he's coming back again from the second time that morning from the nude beach and janet shares that it actually is a nude beach and helen gets mad she sort of she forbids roper to go back there and so he decides to take a nap and while he's in the bedroom helen and janet kind of decide to join the protest to prove everyone wrong to prove roper wrong to prove larry jack and chrissy wrong ashley you pointed out that funny line from mrs roper when they're getting ready oh my god this is one of my probably my favorite lines in the whole show where she's just like i want him to know um, what I'm doing behind his back or something like that. Um, it's just brilliant. It's classic so Mrs. funny. Roper. So she's writing down a note for Roper to let him know that she's going to the nude beach. And the next scene, there's this random naked woman. Well, she has a towel around her who storms into the Ropers and says that she needs a phone. And why does this is the second time that Roper is stuck in a situation with like a half naked woman? <laughs> <laughs> At least he's flustered though this time because I gotta say. We haven't talked about it yet, but horny Mr. Roper makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, it's, so, first of all, it's so out of character, but like, I don't know. I just, I don't. Yeah, talk about out of character. He's, he's always like turning down sex for Mrs. Roper and now he's all of a sudden, I don't know. It just, it rubs me the wrong way. Because it's two extremes. He's either super not interested in touching yeah. his wife or he's like super horny for a, yeah, a younger yeah. woman it's weird it's very, it's very creepy. i'm not a fan she is saying that the beach was raided by the cops their apartment must be n- right next to the beach for this woman to run right to there, his yeah. apartment he right. was asking if this woman saw Janet and Mrs. Roper, and he says probably one of the most offensive one of the most offensive things to describe Helen. Uh, yes. Tall, 
redhead looks like her stockings are hanging but she's not wearing any (laughs) and that's one of those lines that took me so many years to figure out and then I was like oh so gross and then he sees the note from Mrs. Roper and now he panics and now we cut to everyone at brunch at this Greek restaurant Chrissy is imitating the belly dancer I feel like this is just a perfect chance for Jack to do or for Jack to say one of his typical, mm-hmm. I don't know, do you like the googly eye thing at Chrissy? But he's not into it. Not feeling it. Does he say he's, she's wiping the, the seat or whatever? <laughs> I think that's what he says. Yeah, and I, th- that's when you start to get the shades of um, like when Chrissy does something and Jack has like a, a snarky comment. I, I love that dynamic with them a lot more than like him googly eyeing her. Yes. Um, it's a lot more fun and this is kind of where it begins. I don't know where the switch is. I think the switch is probably at the end of season mm-hmm. two in Coffee Tear Jack mm-hmm. when Chrissy is trying to seduce him away from right, that right. woman and it doesn't, it has no effect right, on him. But it, yes. it's such a quick 180 like he he's just no longer interested in Chrissy right right Right. whatever little crush he had I think has kind of dissipated at this point and he's kind of just like oh Chrissy you know um which is cool I'd like again I just I prefer that dynamic with those two he's he's just gotten to know her yeah I also think you can't be attracted to someone who you see as a child like he I think he sees her as a younger sister right right yes which is why it's harder and harder to even write it that way as she gets dumber and dumber throughout the series mr roper storms in gets distracted by this belly dancer like norman fell is so good in this scene so good i know we were just talking like mad mad shit about um poor norman fell but um this this kind of just like you said 180 where he's just the, the the squinting the eye like the just totally leaning into it um shaking his little butt um it's just really so funny it was just really so good so I laugh I laugh each time that's one of those little moments so good and the physical (laughs) comedy antics I think are up this season like even when Jack is dancing with the belly dancer and then Mm -hmm. Roper is so I think it's we're slowly starting to get into that signature threes company, like yes. physical comedy. Which I love. I know, like, I know, like, I just listened to, like, one of your pack, uh, one of the episodes, but, like, so many people, you know, a lot of people prefer the um, more mellow, um, bantery, jokey early seasons. And I, I totally get that to an extent. Um, but I just love chaos. I love, I love mess. Same. We love mess. Um, and that's, what, I mean, yeah, the later ups, the later uh, seasons are complete batshit stupid, but I, I love it. I, I have a good time. So I love to see a little bit of it kind of start yeah, to peek same. through. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Same. I want to take a super quick break from this conversation to talk about something life-saving. Do not fast forward. This will not take long. In 2003, the world lost John Ritter to a tragically misdiagnosed thoracic aortic dissection. Although preventable, thousands of people of all ages and backgrounds die every year due to the lack of awareness of this critical medical emergency. 
To shine a much-needed light on thoracic aortic disease, John's wife, Amy Yazbek, established the John Ritter Foundation for Aortic Health. Now in its 20th year, the foundation continues to raise awareness by sharing vital information with medical providers, at-risk families, and the often ill-informed and underdeserved communities across the globe. The John Ritter Foundation will continue to make its life-saving impact through scientific research, education, and advocacy. Please visit thejohnritterfoundation.org to donate and learn more about if you or someone you love is at risk. While they're dancing, while Roper and the belly dancer are dancing, they're like, why were you, why, why did you come here? And casually he's like, oh, Janet and Helen were arrested. (laughs) (laughs) He's having so much fun, by the way. They're probably in jail right now. (laughs) They all go run. We don't see it, but they're, they're not at the police station. So they all go back home and they're wondering where Janet and Helen are. They find out that they are in the bushes in front of the apartment and that they ran the whole way. (laughs) And I just want to also acknowledge the amount of joy on Jack's face when he says, you're not wearing any clothes. Like I said, like a kid in a candy shop, like he is so stoked mm-hmm. he's it's in a teasing way but at the same time like he's, he's so he's, having, he's a, good having time. a good time he's he's like this is the closest i'm gonna get <laughs> oh, for sure the memories of that morning were still the there like her seducing him oh, yeah <laughs> oh god yeah true good point i also wrote this note down as i was as this whole scene unfolded and they needed to get out of the bushes but they they established that they don't have they didn't bring their clothes with them and they need a towel Larry goes to get a towel but I was it all just felt like a blur because I was so focused on Jack watching Janet like my eyes were glued to Jack I just wanted to see (laughs) the the, like the way he kind of like twists his head (laughs) I'll give it to you Larry's doing it too that is true Larry goes to get them towels and hands one to Mrs. Roper and then throws one to Janet and she jumps up and obviously everyone sees her naked and Chrissy was laughing I'm like girl this is your best friend why don't you go around and give them the towels like she was not helping I I cannot believe that Chrissy this is why I'm team Janet and Terry they're way more on the same wavelength but you gotta gotta stick by her (laughs) she means well she means well but she does she does she's a little She's a little clueless. And she's like, oh, Janet, I wish I could have been naked. Again, a little out of character. but Pointing out when Janet and Helen come out of the bushes wearing their towels, Janet is talking to Chrissy and you can see Jack in the background. And I mean, this is, I mean, this is maybe not scripted. I don't know. I think this is just John trying to like get into the Jack character, but he kind of like is trying to check her out. I'm like, I appreciate, mm-hmm. I appreciate the little details that happen in yeah. the background. Yeah, it's a little, the, the moth eaten holes that they gave to all the women. Now we're at the tag scene. Jack's fixing the phone and I just don't know how he fucks up this phone so badly. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how do you manage to make it do that? Like, I don't think, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know if it's possible. I, I, well, I, I don't know. Wires, something. Maybe, maybe there's a wire that makes the phone ring, and he just really just went to town with it. Yeah, he just jammed yeah. it or something, maybe. Yeah, and then we hear the phone ringing in the studio, which I love. Yeah, it just it ends <laughs> on Jack didn't fix the phone, and it's continuing to ring. It's reverberating throughout the whole um, <laughs> studio at ABC. <laughs> that was good old reliable Janet. I highly recommend this episode for people you know, if they're starting to get into Three's Company or want to watch Three's Company or need something to, you know, 
get back into it. I think it's I think it's a good one, especially if you're a Janet fan and she looks so hot in it. Yeah, and it's a good character study too. Like they really leaned into the trope of her being the reliable one and she's, you know, I'm kind of sick of that. Um Yeah. She she can be reliable and chaotic at the same time, you know. She has layers to her. Well, I know. I mean, at one point, Joyce DeWitt had said, um, you know, she really kind of fought for Janet not being such a fuddy-duddy, um, like she was kind of up front in the beginning. Um, she's like, just she's so uptight, um, you know, uh, let's make her a little bit more fun. And um, maybe this was <laughs> not listening to her, but listening to her tell John to tell them. Because mm. <laughs> um, we know that that was a dynamic to kind of, make some changes and maybe this is the beginning of that maybe you know definitely more so in season four on but this is definitely kind of like it seems like it's directly addressing um her character as i was you know as you look at the list of episodes in season three janet plays a more prominent role in the episodes i think that her character is not as not boring, but she she is the straight woman in season two, and mm-hmm. she's sort of there to just mm-hmm. balance out Chrissy, I think. But I think that in season three, we start to like understand who Janet is a little bit more. She's starting to do a little more fun stuff. Her and Jack, I think, feel like the most well-rounded characters on the show. And I don't know if it's just because they are the ones that are there the whole time and they have more time to develop. I think it speaks a lot to who they are as actors and probably the the work they put into it. To see her actually change um, is really interesting. I agree. I agree. Janet is such a great character. She's so good. Ugh. And she doesn't she doesn't get the respect she deserves in like pop culture. People looking back, it's always like Jack and Chrissy, Jack and Christine, which is yeah, great, but she's so good and she deserves more respect than she gets. <laughs> Why do you both think that is? Why do you think it's always Suzanne Summers when people think of Three's Company or it's always oh Jack and Chrissy? Because Janet has been in the show longer than Suzanne Summers yet people who aren't familiar with the show think of Suzanne Summers. I mean, I think a lot of it does have to do with Suzanne Summers just as a person. She's more public and she's more vocal, I think. And I think also back then there was the whole people love blondes more. And, you know, I, I feel like that has a lot to do with it. But it's a good thing to think about because Janet was there the whole time. Joyce was on the show the whole time. Joyce, Suzanne was not. So Yeah, I definitely agree with the um, with Suzanne being the more visual um, out there in um, in the media but a lot of it is just uh, it's because she's a straight woman in the show and she doesn't she doesn't have that bomb the bombshell kind of look that is I guess more easy to make it kind of there are visuals that we remember and I guess visually Chrissy was more of like something that you remember because it's the blonde and she's goofy and she's funny whereas Janet was a lot more um serious and just as attractive in my opinion but again not um that visual Mm -hmm. that I think pop culture latches onto but I mean it's frustrating because like I said like she's such a multifaceted character so to see that not be remembered so much I guess people don't see it so much unless they're watching it regularly like we do to this day they're just remembering like bits and pieces and I guess like obviously John Murder's gonna stand out because he's the star And then Suzanne is just, again, like she's just, it's that visual. I think you're right because even when I think of Charlie's Angels, which I'm not as familiar with Charlie's Angels, but I think of Farrah Fawcett Mm -hmm. when there were two other brunette 
angels who I believe Ooh. were in the show longer than Farah. Like she was a, similar to Suzanne. She was only in for a few seasons, yeah. yet everyone thinks of her. So it must be a visual right. thing. Yeah, it was just what was really harped on, I think, both then and even now. Um, I When you talk to people, like even on your podcast, but also just when I see people you know, out and about, um, you know, watching a talk show or something, they're talking about Three's Company. They never mention Terry. They never mention any of those later seasons, which are great. And Priscilla Barnes is phenomenal. It's unfortunate that she gets forgotten too. Um, but people are just remembering back to what was more so in the, I guess, pop culture kind of. Right. Yeah, whatever was pop, the most popular then is what you're going to remember. Right. Doesn't mean it's better. Yes. But... <laughs> It is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. And I guess out of everyone, aside from John, Suzanne has had the most successful career. So, right. um, you know, whether that be Thy Master or Step right. by Step, however yeah. you remember her by. The, the most recognized, I guess, today. So. Well, she wanted it. That's what she wanted. And that's, yeah, you know, that's helps her. different strokes. That is true. Whereas Joyce didn't want to be recognized. She wanted to be left the hell alone, which I get and respect. So Yeah, and that's a good thing to point out for listeners. Joyce didn't want to be a star. She was very much an actor first. She didn't want to be a celebrity where Suzanne Summers did. You know, justice for Joyce right. and justice for Janet. I'll never stop yes. harping on just how great Janet is. That's, that's like my goal in life. Um, anything I do on social media, I'm always just going to highlight her because she – deserves yeah. it and she needs it. I don't think you could have the show without Janet. She's she's always fixing everybody's problems. So <laughs> agreed. Agreed. There is no Three's company without Janet Wood or Joyce Dewitt. So I'm excited to dive into season three. We have some fun ones. There was like I was looking at the episodes that I have upcoming to record and there's like the fast, the love oh, diary. The like these are oh all like God. fun. Mm-hmm. These are good ones. Yeah, my sister's keeper. The fast is a good one. Oh God. That's a good that's another um study in Jack and Janet's relationship. Big time. A Chrissy and Jack episode, but it's actually a Jack and Janet episode when you dive into it. Yeah, there's so many of those going forward. Thank you both for joining me again. Thank you. Everyone, thank you so much for listening and be sure to tune in next week as we talk about season three, episode three.